Welcome to The Gaslighting Effect. I'm Angela, writer, teacher, cult survivor. After decades of being silenced, I'm finally finding my voice. Hello, listeners. This is my quick Wednesday update for how things are going teaching in my district this week. We had our Thanksgiving break, and then we got back, and the very first day back, we had seven people in our school district testing positive for COVID-19, so I'm not going to name the schools because that would give too much away, but there are three in high schools, there's one in a middle school, there are two in elementary schools, wait, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, and there's one more in the central office. And from what I can muster, what I'm aware of, most all of these are staff members. And also from what I can muster from talking to people that are working at these schools or these places where these COVID positive cases have happened. Um, Nobody is being encouraged to share who the person is who is infected. Like it's not common knowledge. It's kind of being kept secret or hush hush, which according to one of my own coworkers is like kind of disconcerting for, for, because he has a spouse that works at one of these schools. And nobody at the school knows who has COVID-19. Nobody knows who the positive person is. So they're all just kind of going to work, suspicious, nervous, not knowing who might have been exposed, who might not have been exposed. And then we also found out over the break that the way our public health officials are doing the quarantining process that in one of the schools one of the previous positive cases where a teacher was tested positive for COVID-19 and the only people that were quarantined after the teacher was found positive were the two students in the front of the room because evidently the public health officials in our community believe that teachers are kind of just like actors. They're just up in front of the room and they don't move around. And so therefore there's only need to quarantine the people closest to them. I find that a little bit scary because it does not go with the research of super spreader events and how those work. And it also isn't consistent with how teachers teach. Because if you've ever been in a classroom and you've ever tried to control a classroom in terms of keeping it attentive and having students listen, you know that one of the best ways to keep people listening is to walk around and to interact with the children, (laughs) not to just stand in one place. But apparently our health department is laboring under the assumption that teachers should be standing in one place in front of the classroom while they teach the whole time. That also does not make me feel confident. 
I guess I should tell you a story because otherwise this is going to be the shortest podcast known to man. (laughs) I was teaching a class yesterday. It was a second grade class. And I had three students online. And I had four students in person. Now, one nice thing about the smaller class sizes is that usually when the class sizes are smaller, there are fewer behavioral issues. But that was not the case for this class. I had four kids in person and two of them were very good and were listening. And the other two were goofing off, um, doing handstands, cartwheels, back bends, spinning around on the floor, talking really loud over the lesson and one of them kept taking his mask off putting his mask on wrong just generally refusing to participate and they were sort of playing off each other in the meantime I've got these three students that are on zoom and they're listening and they're working and they actually started complaining about how loud the in-person students were Like they actually could not hear the lesson because of these two students who were in person. And I never thought this scenario would be one that I would deal with. But I had to stop my lesson multiple times. Had to hit pause on my pre-recorded lesson so that I could toggle back and forth between telling the kids in person that they needed to settle down and listen and comfort the kids online who were frustrated. So my pre-recorded lessons are usually pretty close to the amount of time it takes to get through my lessons, but this one I was not even able to get through. It was kind of like teaching all in person. (laughs) You, You feel lucky if you get through your whole lesson. Well, this was the same way. I couldn't get through the whole lesson because of the behavioral problems but then it actually even took longer to get back to the pre-recorded lesson because I had to separately comfort or deal with or manage two sets of students one online and one in person first time that's happened where it's really been a problem and I'm hoping it will be the last but I'm guessing probably it won't be and It makes me think about the teachers who've been doing this concurrent teaching model since August or September. How are they doing it? How are they managing two sets of students, one online and one in person, at the same time? It's already a lot of prep going into it. Way more than a regular typical lesson where all the kids are there. So you put in all this extra time to prep it, and then you get there, and you still can't get through the lesson. Because one or the other of the cohorts of students needs extra attention, or is having technical issues, or like yesterday, one of the cohorts of students is not really listening, and is distracting the other cohort. I just don't know what's going to happen to teaching as a profession 
when we put this kind of expectation on teachers. Um, I love my job. I just, you know, there are only so many hours in a day. And when you work that hard just to present a lesson, to have it interrupted, and you can't send the child to the office because you can't send kids to the office anymore because of COVID, it's a whole nother ball game. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this podcast. I hope you have a great day, listeners. If you enjoyed this episode, consider joining me on the Facebook page called Spotlight on Spiritual Abuse. You can message me there or post. And remember to always trust your instincts. Don't let others tell you how to think.